0: Warning: The following podcast may contain phrases such as "Not like he was like illegally
1: there," but right? You know. No, no, no. He he went through all the proper steps, and he had the. Fire what fire are fire the, the What, what are the proper <laughs>
2: steps to ball it cocked out?
0: Three unwise men.
1: Boom, bum bum
2: With Frog, Grant, and Ryder.
1: I can't get rid of him and this
2: guy over here. No, no, no,
1: because that's that's a very New York thing.
2: That's a very New York Italian. Yeah,
1: that that's, she's not New York at all. She is
2: like old world.
1: Yeah. And what she has is a is a house full of guests. Capital G.
2: Oh, so like you guys are feeding everybody?
1: Oh my god! Yeah, they, so they she's have like, to. Oh, host. okay. You're you're. You're over for dinner, right? And so she brings out like a bunch of food. Oh yeah. Right. There's she's a an Italian of, like, woman. Garlic bread and some pastas and some meats. And we're like, man, this is great. And we, we pick out. Then she's like, all right, the appetizer's over. The appetizer- <laughs> <laughs> and we look into the kitchen while well, we have been eating this very basic setup, but sure. delicious. Oh yeah. She has been hand making homemade tortellini. Oh yeah. And not like a little of it. Oh no. She has this giant, like, stockpot. Oh yeah. Full of tortellini. She's,
2: in a, she's an Italian woman.
1: She's an old Italian. And she's, I mean, the speed at which she could make a tortellini is, is impressive. It's
2: like a machine. Right. Rivals her.
1: Oh. And we're already full.
2: Oh, yeah, but you have to eat it. <laughs> this is handmade tortellini <laughs> by an Italian woman. And you're the guest in the home. You eat that fucking... You have tr- to eat the you tortellini. You have to eat that tortellini. You am to
0: so it. goddamn hungry now. Oh, right? Yeah. You sons of bitches. <laughs> also, I've been looking at this. What? What is that? That
1: is a Wellington.
0: Yep, that's what it should look like.
1: I think that's a beef Wellington.
0: Well, yeah. It's steak isn't it in there.
1: Wellington's traditionally made with lamb, so... Oh, really?
2: That is
0: not look like lamb.
1: No, no, no. I think that's a beef Wellington. Yeah, it is a beef Wellington.
0: So, I started looking at this, and you guys started talking about the time food. And I'm like, oh, fuck. God,
2: I want to try it so bad. Is he still offline?
0: Yep. I actually sent a message just in case, but he hasn't responded. Okay.
2: Do we want to record another session or
1: something? Well,
0: if he jumps online, suddenly we have to get it out of the way before the next interview.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're in this weird hang time now. Well, we, we could be quick.
0: Though I just got, I've I've been recording this entire time. Oh, have you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So, anyways. Yeah, (laughs) back to where we are. Yeah, we could just cut out that middle section. Yeah. And jump straight back into this, this giant pot of tortellini that the Castani family is making. No, she, and she starts like, Okay, we we eat a bowl of turtle, and we're like, God, we're we're going to die. Oh yeah, you, and you, she sat there like, oh, you should have more. And she's like, you serving are, it right, like putting it from the pot into the bowl. And we're like, you no, have no choice, no, not into the bowl, right? Because as soon as it hits the bowl, that's it. You've got to eat. You it. have
2: to eat it. That's the rule.
1: And I she, looked it up. You know, she has homemade more garlic bread, and oh, she Oh, she's is, got. She's just loading us down because you're
2: hungry boys, right? You
1: you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know that. Like, yeah,
2: were you there too? No, nice. It was Hungry Everybody. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, no, everyone. And she is just cramming this crap. She's, you're, she's hosting. Yeah. She she hasn't had a full... You could tell. like oh, She yeah. has been wanting to do this forever. And she's like, she's finally got people at her house. And it is on. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) This is her big moment. This is, this is what she does.
2: (laughs) She's like, you're in my ballpark now, boys.
1: So, loosen the belt. Right. Right. And, And we all do, but it keeps coming. Oh, yeah. And it, it goes from, wow, this is great. Wow, this is fantastic. Wow, this is the best dinner ever. I'm kind of starting to get full. Oh, Jesus. Stop she's filling pain. the bowl again. This hurts. How can I stop? Make it in. <laughs> oh, no. She's going to fill the bowl again. Son of a bitch. Like, there was this whole arc, like, emotional arc. It started arc great and it became
2: through. this, like, tragedy, right? And
1: finally, she takes the pot. And the pot's, like, only half empty when she takes it away. Like, she's still... she. I... I she still has tortellini left. Right? Oh yeah. Presumably, yeah. it's going into the fridge, and it's going to be leftovers. But yeah. So we're all sitting out there with our belly up, like.
2: Uh, yeah, just like this, unable to move.
1: Right. And that's when she starts coming out with dessert. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now I have a cake of with ice you, cream. Of course you do. And you have to eat and it. I'm were you yeah, crying? You to, You're yeah, crying, no, like, of course. Yeah, and it's this... Because it was so delicious. Right? Oh, you've
2: got to keep going.
1: The, the, the experience in the mouth was wonderful. The experience elsewhere... Oh,
2: you were dying, though. ...was was just... Well, then you don't want to move. You can't move.
1: No, you can't move.
2: You can't do anything but you cry. Are, you
1: are physically incapable. You can't stand. You can't...
2: Well, I have this this issue. And the issue is wherein I have zero self-control with dessert. Like, I... I will eat what you put in front of me. Like, I will eat the dessert until there is no dessert left to be had. That is, right. that is how I operate with dessert. The way I don't weigh 5,000 pounds is I limp, like, I will, okay, now I'm gonna have other people, not, not me, determine how much dessert I'm going to have. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, if you just give me dessert. Right.
1: Here's a, here's a pan of cobbler, serve yourself.
2: I will, I will eat your entire event. Like, a pan <laughs> of brownies? Like, my mom will make... Because my mom makes... D. Rydell makes chocolate chip cookies that like, God crafted on, really? the, on the eighth day. Yeah, it is like... It's the it's the ambrosia of the chocolate chip cookie world. <laughs> and so, I, uh, on more than one occasion, she'll be like, oh, I'm making chocolate chip cookies. And I will drop what I'm doing, and I will go there. And the reason why is... They come out warm, right? Right. And then you have milk, and I've got milk, and I've oh, got yeah. these chocolate chip cookies. No, no, cookies right out of the oven. Oh, and I just I put the I put the cookie in the milk.
1: Cookies right out of yeah. the oven are delicious. And
2: then, but there's a there's a right, You have to wait just long enough that you're getting the milk and the cookie in the mix, and just enough that you take it out that. I'm salivating while talking about this. Right. No, no, no. That, you got me. Yeah. That like it doesn't break off. Right. And then you have you have like the Titanic of you have a tragedy. You have a fucking tragedy. Because right. Because if, you've wasted half you have, cookie. You have a cookie. You have a submerged. You have to drink that milk right away. Get to that cookie before it's too late. Right. But yeah. Then you have this and you take a bite and you've got the warm chocolatey middle mm-hmm. and the cold milky outside.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I know God. what you're
1: talking. <laughs> Although I, I got to say um it's it's. I'll
2: I'll eat a whole plate. A whole plate. I'm going to
1: veer, stay on baked goods, but veer off dessert for a moment because Esther here makes this black pepper cheesy roll. Mm, Sounds good already. Which is a a recipe that she got from my mother and then tweaked. Oh. Right? Because my mother's recipe, it was okay. It was good. But Esther looked at the recipe and was like, you know, I bet this could have more black pepper and more cheese. Oh. And does it? Oh, God. It does. And the, the cheese is like baked into the... And it... It melts and it joins with the rest of the dough, so it's not like a, a layer of cheese, like you get like yeah. on a fucking subway. Oh yeah, were they just like? Where they just sprinkle some, some cheese on here the here top of the cheese. bread? Let me throw some cheese on it for you, right? And that's now my subway you have like crunchy. <laughs> yeah, that's what all, everyone at Subway Every sounds Every time like. I get a
2: Subway, they're like, Eat fresh. Now-
1: <laughs> eat fresh? Eat fresh, your cheese." Come on, man! Why don't you get some cheese on that? No, I, I, you know, when you just sprinkle cheese onto the top of your loaf, it just forms this burnt layer of crunchy. And bullshit. nobody,
2: and I, I mean, Subway, you're great. High five, whatever. No, you're not. But the point I'm trying to make is, is nobody puts on mayonnaise in a more lazy fashion than the Subway employee. No. Like you're like, oh, I'd like a little bit of mayonnaise. Here's your mayonnaise. Squeeze it on like a squirt bottle. Here you go. Like that's what they do. And I'm like, there is no difference between I want a little bit of mayonnaise and I want. Can you like just unload an entire mayonnaise can I, on? To my thing right they're like you get there's one mayonnaise this <laughs> <laughs> i squeeze and i go across that's your mayonnaise and then they pass it on and it's like always oh, the same mayonnaise
0: apparently any subway employee is rocky no no, no. it's I, rocky but
1: i i don't know I, last time i went to a subway okay my, my order for veggies is always the same just everything but the lettuce right sure. if it's not lettuce throw it on so spinach yes you know and that's my leafy vegetable but i don't need spinach and lettuce
2: yeah that's a lot of lettuce that's, that's too much green. leaf yeah last the time I went to subway last time I went to subway, I was there with someone an ex of many while ago. but the <laughs> point I'm trying to make of this is the subway employee got like emotionally charged and in a debate regarding the merits of the movie transporter
0: with me.
1: that's awesome actually. He was like transporters really, really good
2: and okay. I'm like,
0: were you talking about the first one?
2: yeah, but it was good, but mm. transporter has. In it, one of the best scenes in cinema, in like any cinema.
1: Okay. I've actually seen Transporter, so.
2: So, the very end of Transporter.
1: Okay. The very end. Spoiler alert. Yeah, Yeah.
2: this is, if you haven't seen this, you're not a human. The very end. (laughs) Yeah, well, I stand by that. So, (laughs) the, uh. Go back yourself. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The very, very end, where he's all like, she will survive this, she will live, and you hear the gunshot and he thinks his, his, like, daughter was just killed. Oh yeah, and 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 his face right there—he looks away and Horan looks back and goes, "Maybe not." It is the worst, (laughs) best, (laughs) worst scene I have ever seen. But his face expression is just priceless. He looks away, then looks back at the camera, and it is like it is amazing. Maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) It's just the best, and it's got. So this
1: is the best, like Ed Wood style.
2: Oh, it's just so bad. It's so good. I want to have all of
1: that. It's yeah, like... apparently. So no, I, I look I ordered everything but the lettuce. Yeah. And this guy's going through the list like I don't know you want pickles. And yeah, like, they keep going lettuce <laughs> like and they keep offering Like did you want olives is, Are olives lettuce Yes If answer equal no Put on sandwich Just everything that isn't lettuce Put it on the sandwich And it gets to the end right He's gone through every single bucket And then he says And did you want lettuce And,
0: he's
1: like, <laughs> 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 and I, And I don't Like I'm sitting there like Is he fucking with me He's <laughs> not He's not <laughs>
2: fucking with you
0: there are okay, so there are some people that have a routine in the food service industry, and no matter how quick and efficient you try to make it for them, they have to go through this routine. Oh, yeah, they're,
2: they're trained, right? Yeah, there's a fine-oiled machine. Yeah, you get out with a cog in this wheel. <laughs> no, no, oh. no.
0: And if you do, you're fucked because you yeah. have to go through it anyway. Like you go to a like a fast food place, and maybe you're placing a real simple order. You know, I want a uh, uh, number three medium with root beer to go. Real straightforward. Three seconds. Okay, did you want that for here to go? Uh, to go to go okay uh you said uh number three right okay at least they remember that and uh, what size did you want oh. motherfucker i'm 15 seconds in and yeah i <laughs> gave you all you needed
1: in three seconds Nope, gotta go by my process. Yeah, they gotta Watch go through that. the checklist. Well, it's, it's not even a checklist, right? Because I've, okay, I've been on the other side of this counter. Okay. Well, so have I. I and have it's, not. It's a screen. I've never been across That o- only asks you one question at a time, right? Right. And so the first screen is like, here to go. And that's all. You push one of those two buttons. And so until you get to the next screen, you don't give a shit about what the order
2: is. Uh, maybe that, that explains a lot. See, I've never worked, I have, I've proudly never worked in the food industry. Oh, I, I, and I say that with, oh, actually with one exception. In college, I was a quote unquote houseboy.
1: Have I told you any of this? This sounds so dirty. No, my dad was a houseboy though. So yeah, I was. My dad was a houseboy for a sorority at UW in the sixties. So I was a houseboy. <laughs> I was a houseboy
2: for a sorority in the two thousands. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. It was so I'm long guessing ago. with similar results. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> this is good job. But the, um, mm. so yeah, I was a houseboy and honestly, I would rival what I learned about the opposite gender by being a houseboy with what I learned in college. And the reason <laughs> why is
1: there's this degree of like, so I was the prep cook, houseboy. You're always bitching about your relationships and now I know <laughs> no, why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, uh, the, uh, so I was the prep cook, right? But in that, Like people kind of forget that you're there, or like they don't realize the swinging door is not like a soundproof barrier. Right, it's a swinging door, right? This isn't like you're not like this isn't this government like whiteout room, right? So they will talk candidly as women talk candidly to each other, or maybe not all. I'm not generalizing.
1: But at least these girls. Well, and, and being in a sorority, they are a self-selecting group. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's a. Your demographic is limited. It's a very specific group doing a very
2: specific thing. Communicating though pretty openly. And apparently this kind of communication open is like general. Like I've heard this from a lot of people. Like, like, like women traditionally, not, again, not all, but oftentimes communicate a lot more than like I do with my guy friends about stuff. Okay. And so I heard more of them candidly discussing their lives and things than I ever, 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 ever imagined. And so many beliefs I had dispelled.
1: Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I, I give an example.
2: Like, so uh, an example, for instance, like the idea that like, like, um, the whole like hesitant princess thing, right? Go on. Where like, com- they, every bit of control i thought i had like we're like (laughs) i'm pursuing them i'm like actively oh i've got to really convince them this isn't didn't like i've really got to pursue them i've got to like you know what i mean like all of that like the stuff we think we know right right the stuff i think i know about that like we're the hunters we're the hunt you are the prey it is like you have, and every step of your relationship, you think like, okay, I need to make a de- that decision's been made. <laughs> you don't realize that, that you'll get to the decision, right? That you, because like, it, I saw this in action and they were like, well, what's going on? She's like, well, I've got to kind of like, you know, like they're talking like this casually, like, like, well, you know, well, we have to get engaged by a certain point because I want to be the, like, like this and that. And they're like, oh, well, how are you going to do that? And they just start talking. Like, about how this is, like... And they understand the guy they're with way more than that guy, I guarantee you <laughs> understood them. It was like it was like they were they were like not prepared, right? That guy. And then like you later, like you no. are not prepared. I literally was. Like it was ill <laughs> I was like literally ill in like in
1: Bernie Crusade, right? You
2: are not
0: prepared. And, like, the, it, and the frat house was
1: black. Be interesting. It, would it was.
2: Be, they had no idea. They had no idea. It
1: would be interesting to see if um like where they are now like how many of them
2: i actually became friends with some of them
1: and did they did they nail that oh yeah oh
2: yeah yeah it wasn't their their aim is their aim is pretty fucking good (laughs) (laughs) they're they're not they're not what they want was really changing it was interesting so i mean it was like this very like and candidly about things like sex and stuff right completely dispelled like so many like Sheltered, like rural guy, things you learn, right? Right. Or you think you know, right? And then you get there, and you're like, "No, that's I don't. God, I don't know a damn thing." <laughs> <laughs> you just learned so much. You just learned so much.
0: So we've we've uh, successfully gone from lasagna and Italian food to how women plot in. In houses, while you're a houseboy, <laughs> yeah, I was a houseboy for a while. They used to have.
1: They are not unrelated. They are
2: not. Apparently. No, they're not. They're really, really not. It was. Um, yeah, it was a very educational like situation. I mean,
1: if, if you think that Mark Costany's method of preparing guests and inviting people over to dinner has nothing to do with her ability to manipulate the environment you're <laughs> you're way off
2: very foolish yeah <laughs> well another part with it is I, I actually understood the need for sororities or like i understood why sororities existed a little bit better Not that I necessarily endorse the Greek system, or am I against it? I'm kind of like, I don't care. Yeah, like either way. It wasn't my thing. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't mine either. Um, I, like, I basically got free food, so like that's how I, like, did that. But the, um, it was interesting, like, uh, in terms of living situations, I mean, I'm not one for a lot of rules, but like they, in terms of it being like a safe living environment for them, I mean, I, I could see, like, if you're like a freshman to a, to a college and you don't know anybody, like, the dorms actually can be almost like, it, there's a reason why people band together because it's, you go from a very sheltered environment to like a very large, and I went to UW. Okay. So, I mean, that's a 50,000 person student sure, sure. body, and it's a, it's a cutthroat environment. So, you know, it's a very interesting di- dynamic. So,
1: right. Now, the, the dorms are where the wild things are.
2: Yeah. There was an interesting, it was an interesting, um, about it. it was interesting di- dynamic, actually. So we had more or less a party house. So we had basically—I lived with a bunch of guys, right—and we had what was more or less animal house. Um, dog, so dog. yeah, that's basically what we did, and it was like so. At any given night, we'd have like thirty. The first night I was there, we had a two hundred and fifty-person party with Sweet. like six kegs, and um, so we would all like we would just host stuff, and the living room was like no man's land, like. No one, like no one who lived at that house, ever spent time in the living room because, like, you didn't touch the furniture. It was just (laughs) just not safe. Yeah, but like, but we would be be, like a Wednesday night, and there'd be like thirty people over, like, kind of a place because everybody had different groups of friends. Sure. And so, yeah, it was a pretty good time, but but it was interesting.
1: I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story about mine after this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We had
2: (laughs) we had less rules though than the, the Greek system did. Sure. Because we had several rules. Right. We were like, the only rule was like, you couldn't go to anyone else's room. Right. For like...
1: And even that was more of a guideline.
2: That was. Yeah, 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 it was.
1: Yeah. No, so I actually was a dorm resident.
2: I could see that about you. Uh,
1: There was one one year where I wasn't, but for the most part, I was. And what we had uh, was the uh, Eastern Washington University decided to designate one of the floors of their dorms, Mm -hmm. the liberal arts floor. (laughs) <laughs>
2: so everyone's hooking up huh
1: this is oh it's weirder than that oh yeah like this is where all of the really strange people congregated right where so it isn't just the sex floor yeah it is, everyone's
2: discovering themselves yeah i mean yeah. we
1: have a guy that for his senior project firebombed the art building <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> like he he took a molotov cocktail and chucked it at the art building and that was his senior project he got an a <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. Yeah, well, it was, it, it, it was an art major, and so that was a performance art piece where he firebombed the art building.
2: He was expressing his inner something.
0: Man, I've been doing this wrong all along. That's yeah. what I'm
2: saying. Trust me, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Um, no, anyway, he firebombed the side of it that's a brick wall on concrete, right? Sure, so and, and they knew that. Right. Yeah,
2: it's not like he was, like, illegally there, but. Right, yeah. no, no,
1: no. He, he went through all the proper steps and he had the fire. What are the, the what,
2: what are the proper <laughs> steps to ball it a <laughs> <laughs>
1: Presumably there are, you know, people you need to notify and. I the know police, the, like, hey, by the no, way, no, I'm no, going to do this thing. I think the fire thing. department was there.
2: Oh, okay. Like, just yeah. in case. And so it, 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 and it is concrete. Right, it's,
1: it's brick, it's a brick wall and it's a concrete floor and so. He's gonna take a big bottle of gasoline and throw it in the wall, and it's gonna go foosh, and then it's gonna be charred, and then he's gotta scrub it off. That's
2: the road goes on,
1: right? Anyways, we we the the floor was was full of these very interesting, unique spirit types. Sure, yeah. And for the first year, actually, I'm I'm living in the apartment that first year. Esther's living on that floor, and so I'm spending a great deal of time on that floor. Mm-hmm. Um, first by. With Esther's roommate, and then with Esther <laughs> <laughs> as one does um, and after that, uh I moved on, but as I was moving on, um, the liberal arts side became like half the floor, and the other half of the floor became normal, yeah, and they had one they' r a s but we called them c a s because they were community advisors, not residence advisors, okay. Yeah. Right. Whoopty shit. But there's yeah. a, there's one of these that the people from the university who are supposed to be running this shit show <laughs> and she's on the other side of the floor and she is something of a control freak. Like oh, She yeah. thinks everything needs to be her way and it's her way or the highway. So she sounds like a lot of fun. She was an absolute stick in the mud, which is the wrong person to put on the liberal arts. No,
2: film. no. And Well, they're going to destroy her.
1: <laughs> it it was a little more open than
2: <laughs> Just like Effigies burning in the hallway.
1: Uh it, there was a declaration of independence. <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course, there was.
1: <laughs> yeah, like,
2: that's amazing. There was
1: there was a giant skull and crossbones poster posted in the hallway, declaring that Five North was now independent of Five South <laughs> and was not required to FCA because we did not feel like you know it was when in the course of human events. <laughs> that's
2: so good
1: <laughs> it was and there there really was like this open like you don't come over here yeah like and she didn't she was afraid it got to the point where one of the major issues was
2: was there like taxation without representation going
1: okay, on one of the major issues was there were like four females on our side of the floor sure and the rest of the floor was filled with males
2: okay that's a pretty shitty ratio.
1: It is a pretty shitty ratio, <laughs> but again, it wasn't really the sex floor. Like that's and yeah. Esther and I were dating, and that's about it in terms was, of relationships that are going sure, on yeah. intra floor. Uh, but the the reason it's really a shitty ratio is that there are only so many slots in the bathroom.
2: I was about to say that. That's the shitty ratio. That's I mean, like
1: uh, you've got a, a whole floor's worth of guys. Yeah sharing a half floors worth of guys bathroom and it didn't work but all the all of the bathrooms were like stalled out and doored out right and so it wasn't it wasn't like you're walking around naked in the bathroom yeah
2: at least at least i was
1: well we all know you were (laughs) (laughs) um and so basically all of the girls on our floor made it known that if if we wanted to just declare both bathrooms unisex they didn't have a problem with that right yeah yeah and so we declared both bathrooms unisex, and everyone got to use whatever bathroom they... Yeah, makes sense. ...they felt like, and that more evenly did. So we fixed our own problem. Sure, yeah. And then it was declared that we couldn't do that, and how dare we? And this became a big running argument. Um, and it gets to the point where the hall director has to come up and call a meeting of our floor because we've declared independence from our <laughs> They've got to bring you back in, right? Like, They've got to reunite... Yeah. <laughs> Reformation here. <laughs> and, is this Reconstruction? Well, kind of, uh, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> one of the girls, one of the four girls is a uh, lovely friend of mine, um, who it, whose father is actually an administrative law judge. Yeah. And she has some connections within the legal world, and at this point probably the best working knowledge of the law of any of us yeah uh, that's obviously changed since but yeah at the time at the time uh she is as close as we have to a legal scholar
2: so she's the one who's like spearfronting
1: well no up until this time she's just been passive right but the she's really, had the really artsy people are the ones who are spearfronting yeah because right? they think this is great because they've i mean they're posting art about how down with down with lindy the ca <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is there like really shitty poems being constructed? Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. it was
1: the whole nine, right? Sure, yeah. And she's been just kind of enjoying it and looking back and watching and being like, haha. And then we're at this meeting and the hall director comes up and is like, well. You can't do this because blah, 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 blah. Sure, and yeah, university he's a, poly, this one. And does university, he have his little She, like, but yes. Oh, she? Okay. Yeah, she's she, got a little checkboard. She, and, oh, yeah, she's got this. You know, you are required by university polity to see this one and this one and this one. C section RC, yeah, blah, and, blah, blah, it, blah. it's, blah. it's the, this, this is over with lecture. Yeah, we have,
2: right? yeah, this isn't a discussion. I've
1: got. And then it's, it's quiet. And then, like, this little tiny voice. Uh, this girl is, Like five foot one. Yeah. And maybe 90 pounds dripping wet. Sure. Yeah. Just the tiniest little thing. Yeah. And this little, and she speaks in a high pitched voice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. It is the kind of girl who upon like 30 seconds of conversation, you immediately relegate to a category Mm -hmm. and you are wrong.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You are wrong to do so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You've, you've, Um, you've errored here.
1: You've, you've, and so everyone who just kind of looks and passively deals with this girl doesn't get what's about to happen but yeah. everyone who's actually talked to her she says um can i ask a couple questions and like there's two reactions there's the eye rollers oh, god the the dumb female wants to ask Sure, yeah yeah and then there's those of us who know who are who are turning our heads with our eyes like shock wide open like Oh bad things are shit.
2: Yeah, she's about to get real.
1: Right? She then proceeds to go through first off the maximum allowable per stall like it, there are regulations in the the Washington administrative yes. code about when you've got a mass living situation, how many toilets and how many shower heads you need available per person. Sure. on any given floor. Which they
2: didn't meet because they Which had they to Which they didn't meet make- because of the gender
1: imbalance. Yeah. And she, she started there. And that was the gentle part, probably. That was the gentle part. Yeah. From there, she went into the fact that the CA had utterly failed in all of her duties. One of her duties was protecting the floor. And by the way, does that? do you understand what kind of liability that opens you up to? Because if this happens, or this happens, or this happens, or this happens, and she's not actually doing her job, which she's not because of X, Y, Z, and that wasn't our fault, that was going on long before any of this happened, then you're going to end up being liable, and the university's going to end up being liable. And is that something you really want to happen (laughs) on your watch? And this continues for like half an hour as just this girl just rips the hall director and the C- the CA leaves in tears <laughs> <laughs> can't take it runs back to her room crying oh yeah the hall director has no answers for any of this like this is she was going to come up there and lay the smack oh, down yeah. all authoritative and funny. and this girl just goes on this half and she clearly studied up for it like oh yeah she was ready like she knew it was coming she knew that this art artistic declarations have their place yeah they've started but now it is time for the bullets to fly yeah i I have the gun
2: yeah she's yeah (laughs) it was so you guys were the warm-up battle
1: and and she just let me just put the dagger in this fly it was Amazing. It was this five foot one tiny little girl. Hi, squeaky little boy. And how many
2: people were in love with her, her after that, that? Oh, God. All like all everybody. Us. Yeah. Like yeah everybody wanted to marry her. Yeah.
1: Does that, I don't know if you're aware, but you know, you're violating. Oh, yeah. I just Just kept going. It was awesome. It was epic. I have actually a lot of stories about that girl because she is so incongruous that it's just awesome.
2: She's like this whole persona yeah. character of like
1: she, she novel really worthy. I don't know that I'd write in, uh, there are a series of short stories. Okay, fair enough, right? fair enough. Like in the kind of the, the Patrick Manish genre of like humorous short stories where characters are a little bit more exaggerated than the yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's one of those except she exists.
2: Yeah, and she's real. Yeah. And she's here. Now with us, she is real. Writer is, is her name.
0: <laughs> ah, I'm cheeseburger guy. Don't mistake that. We're going to switch gears here in just a few moments after a quick break, and then we're going to drag you through more torturous idiots of conniving. I
2: feel like I feel like our out there is the part that's the worst. <laughs>
1: Hey man, how was your vacation? Looking tanned. Oh, well, it was good, but the pictures just didn't turn out. What do you mean? Bobby just looks terrible in all of them. Oh, no. And Judith? The worst. Oh. Great friends, but it's hard to enjoy a picture of the sunset with Quasimodo in it. Do you feel Jimmy's bathroom wall art
0: made of his diaper surprise is prettier than some of your relatives? In short, does your family photo wall look like a fuck face cavalcade of absolute shit? Try Fix It Frame the frame that fixes visual shame. Toss any picture into the frame and the reminders that Judith was dropped on her head as a child will disappear. Suddenly, Uncle Frank doesn't look like a cracked out alcoholic. Fix it, frame. Show off your better side that doesn't actually exist. Welcome back to Three Unwise (laughs) Men. I loathe you... I despise you and I'm sad that you are out of my reach because I would be slapping you silly right now.
1: Before the, so our listeners know before, uh, before we came back in, Ryder specifically said he was going to try and shorten up the intro so that I can derail him as though he could possibly get it that short. (laughs) What? Oh, that's why
0: do you think that was even possible? Why? You know why is because I that forgot I forgot ambitious. to mute, I forgot to mute his microphone. That's what I <laughs> do. that's a valid argument. Alongside us today is Joyce Reynolds Ward. Hello, Joyce. How are you doing?
3: Doing pretty well today. How about you?
0: Well, as as you've already noticed, within 52 seconds, I'm sitting along two schmucks, and so I'm not sure. You uh, signed
1: up for this, man. I, just, like, <laughs> like, I don't know why. Maybe you were drunk, but. That, that is what happened. You guys you guys
0: gave me alcohol at Cafe Mox. That's what it was. He gave you burgers. Like, cheeseburgers <laughs> at Cafe Mox. This I'll is wait. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a couple books coming out this fall. One's fantasy. One's science fiction. Cyberpunk, which I know Frog is particularly excited for. Cyberpunk for life. <laughs> You want to dive into, well, for the sake of Frog Sanity, why don't you dive into the cyberpunk one first?
3: Okay, well, this is, the Network's Children is the third book in what I like to call my uh, ski bum, neuropunk, multi-generational cyberpunk family saga
1: to Lord. Yeah. <laughs> What's awesome is that every single one of those words sold me. Like I haven't read this book of choice. <laughs> yeah. I was watching I was watching Frog's face. But it's he, like she just went through a checkbox of things that I wanted to read about. <laughs> like
0: every every word that you said, it, he like turned his head a little bit more in absolute amazement that it was happening. So <laughs> it, it
2: was it was actually that was crazy. He's smoking a cigar right now. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: <laughs> I'm already done. Thanks, Joyce. <laughs> Was it good well, for you too? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, what this what this is is that I we've got a family that is as many of you know when you get somebody a family that's kind of in the upper echelon of things and they own first to start out as a timber company and then it turned into a bioremediation company and then well they started playing with chip implants to control the nanobots. This is all backstory, but um, in the first book, we discover that people can upload into chips after death. And there's also this bizarre little um, artifact that used to be a war machine that is now under wraps and contained, but it likes to break out and wreak havoc on the virtual digital world called the gizmo. And so the first book is about the discovery of the digital upload world and how the device known as gizmo interfaces The second book is more drama about the uploads. And now with Netwalk's children, the third one, we are getting into the next generation where the people of the first two books who have become parents and they're looking at their kids who have been exposed to this stuff since birth and before birth. And they're going, holy crap,
1: what did we do? (laughs) So th- what's interesting is that I-, I like the multi-generational thing because it sounds like you've essentially taken a pretty standard like Regency romance trope and instead Maybe. taken it out of Regency romance and thrown it into cyberpunk.
3: Yeah, uh, there's a lot of it. You have, you have been, I follow uh, four women, you know, great, great grandma who is the digitally uploaded one. And of course she is one of those matriarchs who wants to control everything.
2: And she's she's just a digital incarnation at this so point. This is like fried green tomatoes with guns and technology.
3: Yeah, fried green tomatoes with guns and um, wow.
2: Yeah, that's how good manage,
3: I am. And they're managing corporations.
2: Yeah, I should do all the all the
1: taglines. Yeah, that. you really should. I'll just back off from now on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's so you know, so you have great grandma at the pinnacle, and mm-hmm. then you have grandma. Although she was mom and, and I, you know, there, I have a whole bunch of stuff that I put up on Amazon related to this series because I start writing short stories about it to, just to make things sure. to work out a, sure, on yeah. an idea on it. But <clears throat> so you have the matriarch and then you have her daughter. And of course they don't get along and not getting along. It can escalate to things like having dead man hand nukes on each other.
1: <laughs> wow. That escalated quickly. Yeah, boy, that was <laughs> that was I was thinking maybe some like hacking of personalities or some No, we went straight for nukes. Just well, I mean, why why stop in between? Yeah, why fuck around? <laughs> yeah, why <laughs> that's,
3: that's basically the way these women think. You know, it's like we're not fucking around. You know what? You're going to mess with me, well, you know we got the dead man hand here. Wow! And
2: Sounds like Mike's girlfriend's. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Straight, <laughs> to Straight,
3: <laughs> Straight to the Dukes. Straight <laughs> to the Dukes. But the main viewpoint character is the granddaughter, and we the network's children is making the transition from the granddaughter to the great granddaughter, and the granddaughter is a little bit more savvy, and she's realizing that um, there's something wrong with Mom, and so she's aligning with Digital Grandma. To uh, try to figure out what's wrong with Mom, because the alien artifact—that's the War ma- Machine, the Gizmo thing—it mm-hmm. um, kind of exerts a negative influence in Virtual. That is, it has its own agenda, which hasn't quite been revealed. Except in Netwalk's children, we're realizing it wants to get off of Earth. Mm-hmm. Why does it want to get off
1: Earth? Nobody knows
3: yet. They're a little worried. It's a digital
1: incarnation of the One
2: Ring. It's based in Detroit. That's why it wants to get off Earth. (laughs) No way!
3: You know, that would be a good location for it. I've been pretty obscure about where it's being held hostage.
1: So now you know, folks. If this thing shows up in Detroit, you know where that came from.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But... And before they captured it, it was skipping around the world, do, causing what we call disruptions and basically shows up at a city, spews out all sorts of lovely radioactive uh, chemical biological <laughs> stuff and lays waste.
1: Joyce, I, I love talking to you about this because it. Like 90% of the time, it seems like this very close in-character personal drama, and then suddenly there is this (laughs) massive disaster that you're talking about. It just, it switches that fast. Well, it was this very... Oh, yeah, that's
3: that's what I like about this series, is because I'm trying to integrate personal drama, because these these women are trying to live their lives and raise their families and and just run their damn companies but shit all this other crap gets in the way and we gotta go blow somebody up (laughs)
1: uh, yeah that see see yeah like i started getting intrigued you guys are following me along now yes
2: i i've i've sold i have anytime we
1: randomly nuke stuff
2: I'm a Word. huge fan of anything that lands in a city and starts randomly spraying <laughs> nuclear waste places. I mean, you like, got a plot hook right there. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a it's like a moving Fukushima. <laughs> Although if it is
1: Detroit, it's going to be hard to notice. <laughs> well, cleaning the place up a little bit, <laughs> cleaning the place up might raise some property values.
3: <laughs> I did nuke Charleston in the second Ooh. book of the series. It had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you have you
2: had a Charleston shoe? I don't blame you. That's
3: like, wow. <laughs> The worst candy.
1: Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no! Wait, that can't go unanswered. Charleston shoes are awesome.
2: (laughs) We'll let, we'll let, we'll let the interviewee decide. Do do you like Charleston shoes? Oh, oh, not a fan. Thank you, Joyce, (laughs) my
1: now favorite person. (laughs) Have you had the vanilla variety? (laughs) You're like this is. If there's a motion to reconsider.
2: If there's straws being grasped in desperation, this is what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> well, look, no, look, like, 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 never- the vanilla is so much better than the strawberry and the chocolate, though. Like, it's a whole new plane.
3: Yeah, I just never. Nice. You know, but- <laughs> Charleston chews are okay, but Charleston, the city. Nah. <laughs> well, right, right, right. No, no,
2: no. I think we're talking about the candy. And you're just like, well, the candy's. Yeah, I'd rather just discuss the destruction of the city. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome.
1: Let's get back to what really matters. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean,
1: I why are you so anti-Charleston? Carolina Star Barbecue has too much vinegar. Is that um, why you don't like? Right,
3: Charleston, I. Mean- um, It's part of the mythology around the gizmo, and I haven't worked that one out. I Uh. have to work that one out before the fourth and final book of the series, but it is significant.
2: Well, do you guys like an author or should or like do you love all cities oh, like equally because you know, you might have people buying books in them. But like, do you like, <laughs> let's say, you know, someone, quote, unquote, if you had a friend with your friend like Charleston, like individually,
1: like <laughs> you're, you're, now we're stretching <laughs> asshole.
0: <laughs> I have friends
3: who live around there and they love Charleston, but. Um I think part of it was more of a symbolic choice but mm. that was in the second book a netwalker uprising. I don't really nuke anybody in *Netwalk's children. Everybody just runs around trying to uh stop the uh get the gizmo from escaping and uh, oh yeah they do a threaten assassination contracts at one point mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, you know well, this spo- all spoilers
1: this- <laughs> you know <Right.
3: laughs> Basically, you know, what I like to do with this series is you just, you you escalate the family drama. So, mm. think about, or maybe the giveaway is that back in the 80s, I was a fan of Dallas, that is, before Bobby. Do you like oh, the new wow. one?
2: Are you like Shall- a new Dallas fan, too?
3: Yeah. I was, I did, not the Cowboys. The Dallas, I, I enjoyed watching... Uh, Larry Hagman, chew the scenery.
1: Mm. Wow. But
3: I was not a Dynasty fan. So you can kind of think Dallas with women in cyberpunk land.
2: Well, what's interesting about that is that's the opposite of Ryder. Ryder is a huge Dynasty fan.
1: It's true. (laughs) He will not stop talking about
2: it. You want to see
1: the
0: posters
2: up in this place? It yeah.
0: is. Yeah, yeah. It, they're they're all over. I've uh, since I've run out of room on the walls. I've started using the ceiling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that he goes with that. it. Well, you got to
0: lead into that. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> so, well, so the question I, I I have so there's a lot of really interesting things here. I'm trying to parse how many because there's a billion. So <laughs> as I'm going through them, the one that like intrigues me. Um, is actually the balance between matriarchs mm-hmm. because i have like a I, I come from a very german like like we have the, quote unquote the ants right and it's this like my mom and their two sisters i and, actually heard the capital letter oh yeah yeah and if I you did too. and if you met them you would feel the capital letter. I mean, it is the, like, they are the ants, right? And so then there's, like, the matriarch mom and stuff. So I, I've had this, like, kind of, like, observing of this, like, matriarchal family situation. And so it intrigues me how that plays out in a place where they, they you know, have four generations, it sounds like. Is that what you said?
3: Yes, four generations. That's a lot
2: of generations. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, the first two book. The first book is just three generations. The second book, the fourth generation is born. The third book, the fourth generation is a teenager, hmm. and then the fourth, fi- the fourth and final book, which has not been written yet, um, the fourth generation is adult.
2: That'd be really interesting. So there, there, there is some. I feel like sometimes more so than even with a group of men. I feel like there's this, uh, this like wanting to uh, like strike on your own element with mm-hmm. matriarchs, even more so than, like, there's a little bit of, like, I'm going to inherit a patriarch. You know what I mean? Like, in a patriarch, right. you know, I'm the, the oldest man. I know I'm going to, you know what I mean? And so it's actually yeah. a relief to not have that burden for as long as you, as you have it. And Then it gets passed on, and it's like, okay, now I have to put up, I'm, I'm doing all this. But, which is different from matriarchs oftentimes, as I see, which it seems like there, there's this real, like, even at a much younger age, like this desire I, that I want to be in charge, right?
3: Yeah. Well, there is, there is that. You get, you know, it's the alpha mare. It's what you see when you watch um, mares interact and the alpha mare. And sometimes you can get a young mare with a very strong mm-hmm. uh, dominance drive who will be the alpha and just mm-hmm. basically maneuver her way up to the top and she's in charge of horses that are quite a bit older than she is said
1: all right all right the, Ryder. what i want you to do is tell me what time it is and who won the betting pool as to how long it would take joyce to start talking about horses uh, we're at <laughs> what
0: 14 minutes and i believe that one went to grant
1: ah, damn it <laughs>
3: But the other, the other thing, the thing is, is yeah, the herd stru- that that's a herd structure that I'm most familiar with. Besides watching, but it also too, if you look at how middle school girls interact.
2: Oh my gosh! Oh wow!
3: Queen bee, the queen oh. bee syndrome. Wow! It's- and girls try, you know, girls start kind of figuring out power dynamics. In mm-hmm. amongst other females at a fairly, you know, that's about the age it starts coming and
2: on. Way more. So I've coached uh, thousands of kids, okay? And I mean that literally. Like, I've coached, like, several thousand kids over the course of my, of being directors of soccer camps and being involved in high schools and so on and so forth. And uh, both genders, all ages. And I'm going to agree with what you're saying, so much, because I I was so adamant at that age as a man, as a boy, you know, being like, Women are not more advanced, right? I am boy. I am, you know, like, and then I'm like, I want to go play with my video games. Like, that's, you know, that was my, like, (laughs) you know, like, our power structure was, like, he kicks soccer ball really good. He, my friend, right? Like, that was my power structure. And then, like, having watched that, though, holy crap. It is not even, it's like. It's like professional politicians at 12 versus like, you know, like, you know, guy trying to learn how to ride a bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty intense.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, well, you see it uh, I am I taught for 10 years in a K8 building.
2: Oh, okay. For
3: 8th okay. grade. And That's there a rough were, age. You know, And you know, it was a small town ta- in a small town on Mount Hood in a small school. And there were some cohorts of kids where, w- those of us up in the middle school, keep in mind, this was a small school, so mm-hmm. we knew everybody. Well, I, we-
2: uh, I grew up in Ridgefield, Washington, if you're familiar. Yeah. So you know that's small, too. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling you here. Colfax, yeah. Washington. Yeah, you know, but we're talking
3: oh. a middle school that was about 150 kids for three. Oh, yeah.
2: oh okay. That's smaller yeah. than us. Even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were-,
3: we're talking really small, like mm-hmm. maybe two classes, you know, like maybe 60 kids per grade.
2: Sure, yeah, I think we were like 90.
3: Yeah. You know, and, and even less. Mm-hmm. And, but you would start, we would start hearing about some of the more precocious girls You know, it didn't happen every year, but there would be the year where all of a sudden in fifth grade the hormones start kicking in and the girls start vying for status.
2: Oh, instantly. It's insane.
3: Yeah. And that that's kind of that's kind of the dynamic I'm trying to catch here because while there's a certain the matriarchs have a certain degree of cooperative working together. That is, they all know that they don't like this gizmo thing, Mm -hmm. and that they've got to stop it. So it's only
0: to their advantage to work together at the moment.
3: Yeah, but they also have very different visions, and while the two oldest, the great-grandmother and the grandmother, were bitter rivals, there was a lot of there's a lot of dynamic, you know, it's a lot of fine-made dynamics, but it gets back, it does get back to that right, nature. That,
1: that is very middle school girlish, though, just because they'll, they'll always say that they're friends, mm-hmm. right? Like, they don't come out and... Well,
2: no one's overt with it.
1: It's, no, it's, it's, all, it's a, all backstabbing. Back- yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And the guy's world is so easy at that age in comparison because it's solely based on how big you are. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, because I was like, I, I had a big growth spurt. And so I was... I Until was, you
1: became more popular.
2: Well, I was... There wasn't a more, like... I didn't have trouble, right? Like, people did... I was, I was like, six inches taller than everybody else. So it wasn't, like...
0: There wasn't a big problem for me walking down right. the hall. So, yeah. Uh, now, um, so I'm curious, since we've talked about that comparison, where does the patriarch sit in this story? Like, how, do, well, how, um, how did they integrate?
3: <coughs> well... There's one figure who betrayed the great grandmother. He's kind of like. That son of a and, bitch. Yeah. That basically, <laughs> the, and then there was the uh, grandson who was a son of a bitch. Yeah. Or no,
1: there was the son. <laughs> so was, yeah. The Literally. Son, he, son well, of honest, a bitch. honestly, given the way you've described these matriarchs, I think that the yeah, description so, could be literal <laughs> and figurative. <laughs>
3: Because you have the great grandmother was an only child, the grandmother had a brother, the daughter had a brother, but the great granddaughter does not have a, she's the only sibling, and that's mainly because uh, one of the complications of these uploaded personalities is they are able to influence things physically, and one of the things they put off is a toxin. So The granddaughter could only have one child and it was a very difficult pregnancy. Hmm. And so, she's got, that adds a whole different dynamic to her relationship with her daughter because she's going to be overprotective.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Right.
3: Well, but at the same time, she's also a very ruthless and pragmatic person in her own right, so she realizes. And so, in her case the men in this book ten- in the men in this world there are other men who are patriarchs in their own right their stories don't necessarily come to play that much
1: sure. so this is like it's- middle school <laughs> this is a lot like middle school
3: <clears throat> yeah i will there and uh, the granddaughter figure melanie has been betrayed by um a man, but being the kind of person Melanie is, she manages to get her fingers on the kids of the man who betrayed her, and she's raising them to be the security guards for her daughter.
2: Oh,
0: nice.
3: And the interaction, and actually, that we're seeing the beginnings of this interaction in NetWalk's children, because the great-granddaughter and the younger of the two boys are very close, he keeps her from having seizures because he can soothe her and calm her and help her protect herself against, as a young person, against the incursions of this device, this gizmo. But that also means they're rather attracted to each other. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, well of mean, course.
3: <laughs> and so With there's, there's so many ways
2: that's to talk- soothe someone, right? <laughs> <You know>? Whoa. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah. But, you know, we're, we're talking, we're, we're still, you know, we're, they're not quite at that stage yet. That comes. Uh. Next oh, week.
2: like how old are these? I, I was picturing like twenty something.
3: Well, the, see the uh, in this book, the great granddaughter is fifteen. Oh, and,
2: I retract uh, my previous statement.
3: <laughs> and the other one, is, and the and then the boy Alex is eighteen and very aware of it. Plus, he has been trained pretty heavily in security, and he's being he's being cultivated to be the black ops head mm-hmm. as well. You know, so he's getting assassination training.
2: Is huh. it assassinating against the machine, against the gizmo, or against other people?
3: Against both. Oh, wow. And then they're getting ready to go to space, Divide- which is the next book, because this book is on the brink of going out to space. The next one, they go out to space, and that's when they figure out what's going on with the gizmo and all sorts of other weird stuff. But then there's the big, deep, dark secret that great-grandma has been sitting on for all these years.
1: She oh, is. Don't don't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil. Well, it. I'm actually not- going to shift topics a little bit here and ask you uh, because I'm just personally curious. Uh, are you on fire yet? <laughs> um, <laughs> like-
3: <laughs> yeah, no, nope, nope. Uh, down in Portland today, but. When we left Enterprise, they had – actually, I just saw on Facebook this morning. They've uh, gotten rid of all of the evacuation notices up in
1: there. Hooray.
3: They had um, over 5,500 feet. They had uh, one to three inches of snow last night. We
1: were were just recently at Worldcon with Joyce here, and one of the ongoing concerns was whether her horse was going to burn at any point in time. (laughs) Oh, Oh,
3: Saturday, um, last Saturday, I was texting back and forth with the barn owner. And my responsibility, besides getting my horse out, was to load up two miniature horses and eight cats into my horse trailer.
2: You literally are herding cats.
3: Literally. Well, I knew I could get my hands on at least four and probably six of them. The other two I wasn't sure about.
1: So you and Ryder have very similar job descriptions.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so much. So are, they, are these your cats, or it was just that was your assignment for taking stuff away from this barn? More
3: importantly... That was my assignment.
2: More importantly, you're a fierce, a fierce person, and this is how I know. The ability to capture a barn
1: cat is like, <laughs> like that's that's not as sc- Right no no no. I mean like house cats, that's one thing.
2: Yeah, but a barn cat having lived in eastern Washington, a barn cat is like it's it's like a it's like a little furrier cougar, right? So it's like catching <laughs>
3: Well, kit. these guys are. The, I fed these guys. Oh,
2: oh okay. So you established heard. trust and, respo- and respect. Yeah, you
3: know, and they're and they're they're kittens. The four of the the four that I know I can get my hands on were kittens, mm-hmm. and kittens who like to entertain themselves by. I'm working with my horse. They're going to stick my their nose into the grain bucket, and they have no fear. I mean, they they crawl between the miniatures' legs. They climb the trees. They walk under the horses.
1: So you could have just owned it, Joyce. You could have just said, "Oh yeah, horses, yeah, I would no have, problem." I, I would Born just, cats, I can, I no problem.
2: She just puts her hands. She like whistles and they come. Right. Thus is the power of Joyce.
1: <laughs> right. you, could have, you could have leaned into it, but oh you had God. to undercut yourself.
2: She had to be honest, right? That's why she's nicer That's- than us. But- <laughs> So, like, I have a I have a writing related question inquiry. query. Or do you do you help on um, my ignorance here? Do you help like uh, do you edit other people's? Do you have like a writing? Do you somehow like associate with people in that respect in one way or another?
3: Um, I have, yes. I've been, I've done some beta reading for a friend of a friend of mine, a couple of books where she had some problems, and I sat down. I've uh, done some editing for Sky Warrior Press. Oh, okay. And, I'm, I'm, you know, and of course, in my capacity as a teacher, one of my specialties was working with kids who were struggling in writing, and I was, I can like to pat myself on the back for that one because I know I turned a good number of kids from not being able to write very well to being able to at least. Turn out acceptable. You know, they may not be fiction writers, but they can sure as heck. They can.
2: They could, like, you know, they could do an they essay. Can write the yeah. Right. So the reason I ask this is it leads to this writing. Look, like, I write fantasy, but writing about horses mm-hmm. it, for people who do not have horses, like myself and like uh, other people I've read, more often than not, it is treated like a bicycle that, like, it has four legs, right? Like, oh, I just, like, leaned my horse up against the wall and, like, oh, yeah. went, inside, <laughs> went inside the tavern. So, like, I noticed that, like, whenever I'm helping people, like, do you, like, is you have a an expertise with horses, uh, do you come across that where you're like, dude, a horse wouldn't do that?
1: I am going to brace oh, myself like here because like, yeah. I have heard Joyce go off next to a campfire about that. Oh, I (laughs) mean... I've heard this lecture. did I I lean into it? Go ahead. Go right ahead. I'm leaning. Yeah, no.
3: Frog has heard heard me rant about this because um, there's a a lot of thing. Horses are, as I can tell you from very personal knowledge, after moving the horse and having a very strong and opinionated horse who wasn't happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she's been rather neurotic about the move and they are very they can be very powerful but very delicate animals and things like managing their feet and their their guts, you know, how they eat, whether they eat regularly, how hard you work them, what you do when you've ridden them to a frazzle, uh, all of that is stuff that you really have to consider in your writing about horses in fantasy yeah. um yeah, that it brings can add a lot of, it, it's it's a, it's a there's a lot of potential for drama that does not get utilized
2: yeah and that brings up a really interesting point because I was recently researching like this this topic because I'm I'm editing and I'm doing the logistical part of how you know where people move how long right and I I, I read this and I don't know if it's true is that across really, really heavily on even terrain over the course of, like, a week, human, mm-hmm. humans actually navigate that faster and better than, like, horses would. If there's no trails, if it's, like, up a lot of things or around, like, humans actually can can can, can cross that space at a it's, an equal yeah, pace. I mean,
3: if you're talking Hills Canyon, which I don't know if you're familiar with Hills Canyon. Vaguely, yeah. Mile deep canyon, very steep, lots of rocks, lots of, you know, if you don't, lots of cliffs. Well, if you've got lots of cliffs right off the bat, a human has the ability to use um, tools like ropes and, you know, climbing gear and can climb up and down the cliff where the horse is going to have to go around.
2: Yeah, this was in an environment I was reading. It was an environment that was heavily wooded with a lot of roots and stuff. And that, like navigating, climbing over those and through that That terrain.
3: That would have similar issues just because of height and bulk. A human is smaller and narrower. But on the other hand, when you're thinking about things like that, and you look at, for example, an elk out in the woods and some Mm. of the things they crash through, The problem that, that, and even horse people who have not had that experience don't realize is if a horse is not raised in that environment, they aren't going to know how to handle it. Right. Um, My new barn, the owner at my new barn, um, one of the things she will do for people if you really want to is she will, they will... Stay with her, and they can go out onto forested pasture and learn how to live on forested pasture. The problem with that is, if they're not raised to it, is that they're not aware of just the kind of things you were talking about. And they'll do stuff like they'll run into tree stubs and hurt Mm. themselves pretty darn bad. They'll, you know, they'll impale themselves on things. If it's a horse that's been raised in that environment, then it knows because it learned as a baby to watch out for that stuff, or else it, Darwin happened. And it, mm.
2: That's <laughs> true.
3: You know, so it, it's that's a whole factor that I don't really see addressed in a lot of fantasies Is um, involving horses is the horse's own background, because a stall princess like my horse – Mm. That's not is you take it and you throw it out in the forest and she's not going to know what to do.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good point for any uh, writers that are uh, aspiring, you know, looking to dive into those areas is to if you're going to be talking about an animal that your characters are going to be interacting with, make sure. That you're researching them properly. Call up an expert. You know, there. If you're in any writing community, they, if they don't know about it, there's probably somebody that they can put you in touch with that would.
3: Yeah, horses and guns are your biggest ones that you really. There are some other areas of expertise that people will kind of get cranky about, but horses and guns. Mm-hmm. Both not- of those, you need to get. You need to talk to your experts. Well,
2: mine is actually believe we're not fighting. I have a background <laughs> yeah. in martial arts and stuff, and like, I I actually had to defend recently. So they and they were like, "Oh, that's never that quick." And I'm like, it, "That it's that quick." Like, you know what I mean? The difference, if you know what yep. you're doing, it's not a like, there isn't this like matrix end fight all the time. It's if you know what you're doing it's not it's not fast i yeah. mean I mean sorry, it's not slow it's like two seconds, yeah and it's over. the and right
0: fights last just a few seconds,
2: yeah, it's just yeah. you know even between two very very skilled people,
0: yeah, it's the same thing like with for me sword fighting sword techniques and stuff like that a lot of people don't know that you can use the the pommel as a defense weapon against uh, an armored person you know you you talk to those people and you find that stuff out so you know uh joyce you talking about that just kind of uh reiterates that so it's really good to hear um
2: well that's why i always recommend writer is that if you want to learn how to write fights go to bars pick fights all the time and just (laughs) really get into it right no let's go let's go as as
1: the criminal defense attorney on the podcast i'm going to advise against that
0: (laughs) This is where we have the divide. Go ahead. Yeah, so now we've we've had all of our expertise. Uh, Joyce, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. I hope that you had fun and that you've uh, managed to come out of this somewhat unscathed.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, it, it's very entertaining. I enjoyed it. Good. Awesome. All
0: right. Joyce Reynolds Ward. We will be placing some links in our comment section down below, so that way you can go take a look at her stuff. And we will be coming around with some other items, uh, you know, like hand sanitizer, uh, Velcro strips, and so on, <laughs> what and, and I just what the hell? you know, other other rambling things. Run, run, run. run.
3: <laughs> well, you know, we can always, you know, we never did get to talk about the fantasy, but oh well, <laughs> it has horses in it.
0: On the next episode of Three Unwise Men
3: Her
2: eyes (laughs)
1: left her head Her her
3: (laughs) eyes took off Just took the fuck off (laughs) And
2: just went to the two women Who stood by the cash counter